What's going on? Welcome to another episode of No Days Off. I'm your host, Tyler Gilden. Uh, today, I'm speaking with Chris Spikowski, father of Griffin, a.k.a. Skeptic Spikowski, who is a 15-year-old Fortnite phenom. Fortnite and esports still being relatively new and evolving, uh, we discuss a bit about what it's like for him and his son to have jumped full force into this world and, you know, what they should expect ahead. It's a really engaging uh, conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. This is No Days Off. Hi, my name is Chris Spikowski, father of Griffin Skeptic Spikowski, and he's a professional Fortnite player for Luminosity Gaming. Thank you, uh, Chris, so much for uh, taking the time to hop on the call. really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So should we refer to your son as Griffin or Skeptic? Um, that, that's always the question. Um, you, can, you can refer to him as Griffin for today. All right, so we'll, well, today we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep it Griffin for today. So Okay, so going off that, who is Griffin the person outside of the world of esports? Griffin outside the world of esports, he's a very, very quiet, shy, reserved kid. Um, but at the same time, once you get to know him, he's very goofy. He has a big heart, um, very family oriented, and um, just loves to, to entertain people and make people laugh. So I guess for those listeners who maybe aren't so familiar with Fortnite or esports and the world of just streaming in general, how can you describe a bit of what it is that Griffin does? So Griffin, um, he started out as a as a uh, YouTuber making, you know, setting up his YouTube channel and getting that going. And once Fortnite came out in 2017, he got um, just went headfirst into Fortnite. Um, and it's a battle royale game. Um, you drop in on an island with 99 other people, and uh, you just fight to be the last person standing on the island. And um, so he plays Fortnite competitively. He's signed to Luminosity Gaming, um, top tier esports team, and um, yeah, he streams daily on Twitch, and you know he streams his his tournaments that he plays, and he streams to entertain people, and and uh, yeah, just connect with his fan base and and uh, entertain them. So, was he playing other games before Fortnite? I guess what what was his YouTube channel about prior to Fortnite dropping? Well, his YouTube channel um, he started really showing an interest in YouTube when he was about ten. He really, really wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, I guess at that age, five years ago, everybody wanted to be a YouTuber. They, not a lot of kids watch TV nowadays. It's all about YouTube. Everybody wanted to be PewDiePie. Um, then they see Ninja and Nick A30. So yeah, he really wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, but he didn't really have the equipment to get going with that. Um, so he would kind of get his own rig going. He had his iPad set up at his, at his TV. Um, he'd be playing games like H1Z1. He'd be playing... Uh, Roblox, Minecraft, and he would you know, hit record on the iPad, call his friend on the phone to make it sound like they were um, in a in a in game call. Um, so he would record that on his iPad, and then he would just upload it to his YouTube channel. So it was very um, low budget um, YouTube channel, and he would he would put Roblox videos up there, and then he would also do some editing on his own um, on his laptop at the time to um, you know, make some Roblox videos. Um, he's since kind of taken those videos down. Um, but his uh, YouTube channel really kind of blew up when uh, back in June, July 2018, um, he had killed another professional um, gamer, Tifu. Um, I know a lot of people have heard this story already. Um, and once that video kind of took off and went viral, he started um, uploading more Fortnite content. And it's been strictly Fortnite content since then. So, so essentially, he basically, in, in Fortnite, he killed, I guess, a professional player, uh, streamed streamed it, and uploaded it, and that's what initially kind of got him on the map with fans, correct? That's exactly right. He was streaming, um, when, this is when he had first started out, he was streaming, maybe 10, 15 people watching, um, 
and he had killed Tifu. He didn't know it because Tifu was on an alt account. So people in his chat were like, oh my God, you just killed Tifu. Um, so he went back, watched the clip, realized it was Tifu, um, made a video out of that, put it up online, and within a couple of weeks, it, it had hit 100,000 views. Wait, did I actually kill Tifu? I didn't kill Tifu. Let me go back in the vlog. Oh, I actually killed Tifu! I actually killed Tifu! No way! I actually killed Tifu, bro! And I remember when it started to blow up, he was, he was upstate camping with his mom at the time. And he was texting me. He's like, oh, my God, damn, my video has 10,000 views. Now it has 15,000 views. Just kind of kept slowly kept progress of it and kept track of it. And uh, it was pretty exciting for him and for us, too. That would be similar to, you know, in, a, in another sport, in basketball, if, if a young kid were to, you know, uh, hit a jump shot over a pro or, to, you know, just to have some sort of highlight, just like it, all other highlight videos that kind of go viral. I mean, you see on ESPN all the time, crazy trick shots and things. So it's something like that, that I guess kind of put people's eyes on him. And then he realized, Hey, I have a bigger community here. I could feed with more Fortnite content. Correct. Yeah, that that's absolutely right. So yeah, that's a great, great way to um, describe it. Um, and to compare it to other sports. And once his YouTube channel blew up, everybody who had you know, seen the channel started filtering over into his Twitch channel and started following him then. And then his Twitch channel had slowly blown up after that, too. So Right. And then I guess for people who aren't as familiar in terms of monetization, you could monetize YouTube and, tri and Twitch with pre-roll or mid-roll, correct? So that's where he could at least, you know, develop some sort of a basis of an income by just playing uh, Fortnite. Yeah. So, so with Twitch, um, you get people who can subscribe to you monthly um, and they can also donate through Twitch currency, which are bits, and they can also donate money um, or give tips through PayPal through channel. You can make some money off of that. And yeah, like you said, monetizing YouTube is a great source of income for him. Right. And you, you clearly seem, you know, pretty up to speed in, in all this. How, how much did you know about this world prior, uh, you know, to, to Griffin really introducing you to it? You know, did you have any background in this? Were you uh, kind of learning along with him? Or all of a sudden did you say, wait, this is, this is a legitimate, you know, potential career path for him. I better kind of figure out what he's doing here. Well, I was a casual gamer, never, never competitive, never too serious about it. I just played for fun. Um, but when he was growing up, he would be, you know, in all the Mario games. And, and when he got a little older, he started getting into Halo. So I was playing Halo with him also. Um, so I was, I was somewhat familiar with the competitive scene and just from watching him play and hearing all the things that are going on um, in the world, I was kind of up to date on you know, competitive gaming and how it was on the rise or a lot of Netflix documentaries documentaries on Amazon that you know I had watched to kind of inform myself so I knew that there was a path for him and like I said earlier this was all he wanted to do um so I mean we, we had him in karate we had him in soccer we had him in little league and nothing really kind of stuck to him and you know he kept going back to gaming um <clears throat> so we were like why not let's just support him and let's not so much push him but help him get the tools he needs to strive and succeed in this field um and that's that's pretty much what we did we we treat like any other sport um if he did stick with baseball we'd make sure he'd have the best equipment the best bats gloves cleats you name it so why not 
do the same with esports and gaming. Right. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's 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 something that maybe a decade ago you would kind of scratch your head about, but now you realize that you know there, there is this large world out there, and you know it there, it could be uh, you know there, there's there's money to be to be gained, and there's notoriety uh, in it. Uh, but something I found interesting in in the episode uh, for those who haven't haven't watched can see it on, on Whistle's uh, you know YouTube page uh, was how it's still important to keep him physically active because I guess a big difference between a baseball or basketball or karate those are physically active uh, sports opposed to, you know, playing Fortnite where you're kind of sitting behind a computer all day. So how have you gone about making sure that he's kind of physically still active uh, uh, and not just uh, in a basement or in a dark room all day? <laughs> right. Yeah. So mentally he's, he's definitely very active playing because his mind is always going hand eye coordination is always there, but the physical activity was something we saw that was lacking. So we got him a gym membership. Um, we would I'd take him to the gym as often as I could just to get him out of the house. We would, go for walks around the block, um, get him on the treadmill. He's been, uh, we have an exercise machine downstairs now, so he's on that at least a half hour a day, um, just making sure his, his body is in tune and up to speed with his mind. Um, but also a lot of things I've seen in esports are, are not just staying physically fit, but making sure you're well rested and sleeping right and also eating properly. Um, I think that's a lot of things that I see gamers fall into the traps of is they get on the gamer schedule where they're up till four or five in the morning and they sleep all day and it's just not mentally good for them. Um, so that's a big thing we've been keeping tabs on, making sure he gets his rest and making sure he's properly and, and gets his exercise. Sure. Does he have a, like a curfew cutoff time for video games or kind of it's kind of hard given the level he's at right now? They, we did have those restrictions in place um i guess about a year ago you know we were you know 11 o'clock 12 o'clock computer cut off give you give your mind some time to unwind and decompress from the overstimulation of the computer um but since then more recently he he knows his limits now he knows when he, he knows when he's getting tired he knows when fatigue sets in and he can kind of self-regulate that and, and he knows where he when, knows when he needs to kind of cut himself off right uh, and, he, and he's homeschooled, correct? He is homeschooled, yes. He, uh, does, he does online schooling. Um, so I try to keep that pretty much in tune with regular schooling hours, not as early, but um, I just like to keep him on that schedule. Got it. I guess so. Just walk. I guess what went into the decision process uh, to decide, you know, for him to be, you know, homeschooled versus, I guess, attending whatever the local public school is. No, so he's always he's always wanted to be homeschooled and do online schooling. Um, He's always dealt with anxiety. Um, and like I said, he's always been shy and quiet around groups of people that he doesn't know. Um, so he's always pushed for homeschooling. But um, after the, you know, clip of Tifu Tief, went viral, um, him telling Tifu, um, I remember going to his eighth grade graduation and at least like 10, 12 kids came running up to him. Like, oh my God, you killed Tifu. That was amazing. And like people started crowding him. Like, all right, this is, this is interesting. This is going to go places. Um, we'll see how it goes next year. So he made it. Um, he started getting bigger over the summer, um, and his Twitch channel started blowing up. So he made it about a week, not even a week, probably about three days in into high school, where he, he'd come home from school and say, you know, kids are following me around, screaming my name out. Um, people just stand up in class and yell out skeptic. Um, so we knew right away it was going to be a distraction, and it was not going to benefit him at all um, as far as learning. So uh, his mother and I, and you know, we sat down and we decided that homeschooling at this point, online schooling would be the best option for him. And and he's he's obviously he's really thrived with it. A lot of people thought we were crazy, and they still think we're crazy. Not only is he a gamer and he's on the computer right. playing Fortnite majority of the day, now he's doing online schooling. So they kind of felt like we were dunting his 
his social growth um, and stunting his education, but I find, find that to be the complete opposite. Um, he's really thrived and opened up as far as his writing goes. He's learning so much more. No distractions at home. Um, he's not getting up at 6 in the morning to go to school. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely doing really well with the online schooling. No, that's great. I mean, is he still doing outside of the house activities with other kids, you know, friends from school or whatnot? I mean, is he finding other ways to, to get out, I guess, and kind of decompress? Yeah, he's got uh, a good friend from school that he still keeps in touch with around the corner. Um, and they get together quite frequently. And he's honestly, he's made friends from all over the world, which is absolutely sure. amazing. Um He's got friends in England. He's got friends in California, Canada, Indiana, Jersey. But his four friends from Jersey, um, we get together with them as often as possible. Whenever the, all the kids have a break, all six of them have a break, we, we find a way to get them together. All the other parents are great because we all meet up halfway um, from New York to Jersey and pick up each other's kids and let them hang out and spend as much time with them as possible. Like when we go to TwitchCon or PAX, all his friends will come with us and they all spend an entire week hanging out together. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, he seems like such a personable kid from just, you know, watching his videos and whatnot and, and some of the interviews. You know, he definitely seems, you know, uh, uh, pretty outgoing uh, and pretty good in front of a camera. I guess he's had, he's had practice he, if he sits in front of it a lot streaming, but he definitely seems to have a, a, a fairly good, friendly presence. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're all very impressed by his ability to do that. Um, he's being a shy, quiet kid. Once the camera turns on, sure. he's just got a switch, switch that he flips, and he's got this personality that just lights up the room. Um, and over the years, we've seen that personality and that confidence of the online personality kind of filter into his real-life personality. Not that it's not a real-life personality, but um, we've seen that filter over and, and improve his confidence just, you know, day-to-day activities. Yeah, no, I mean, that's great. You know, every, everyone finds their uh, their passion, uh, their calling, and, you know, if they can excel at it, you know, they're only going to gain more confidence uh, in themselves. Uh, so what's, but what's so interesting with, with eSports still being relatively new, I mean, what's that like from your standpoint, not knowing the exact potential trajectory, like in a typical sports where, you know, he's a basketball player, he's hoping to go to the NBA, or a baseball player, the MLB, I guess, you know, what's what do you feel like is his end goal, or what does he feel like his end goal is? What's that experience like, not necessarily knowing, you know, what the uh, the mecca is yet? Uh, that, that's the tricky thing with eSports don't know where it's going we don't know the path it's going to bring us on so we just take it one day at a time and, and um we hear a lot of people say that you know esport athletes don't really have that long of a career um but we do see a lot of other opportunities as far as content creation and as far as management with teams there's a lot of organizations popping up so management um scouting players owning teams you name it there are so many opportunities within esports um, that just transcends just being a gamer. Um, so we're excited for those possibilities, and we're excited to see how he grows and how he progresses in the field. So have you, uh, you know, as a parent, uh, have you felt like you've had to make any sacrifices in order to help him, you know, uh, follow this uh, this dream of his? Um, I have, yeah. I, I um, That's one of the biggest sacrifices I've made is I had been with one of the largest nonprofit organizations in New York um, for 20 years. I was assistant director. Um, and when Griffin, you know, we pulled Griffin out of school um, for his homeschooling, online schooling, um, I needed to be there to make sure he was motivated to do his schoolwork and to make sure that he was getting all his stuff complete um, in a timely manner and not, not slacking off. So at that point, I had decided to step down from my position um, and take on a different role within the agency. 
thankfully they were very helpful and, and they supported my my decision. They supported my move um, to allow myself to be home for Griffin and to make sure he's getting all his stuff done and to help manage him. And uh, I just recently had to take a leave of absence last month uh, because we had moved to Virginia for six months. Um, so that was another big sacrifice. We just kind of uprooted, um, left everything behind for six months, came down to Virginia, got closer to the Fortnite servers so he can get a lower ping while he's playing, get a little bit of an advantage. Um, so it's been, uh, yeah, a lot of sacrifices all around, but I don't regret anything. I'm just happy to be along for the ride and be able to help him and support him any way that I can. Yeah, no, wow. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, a very supportive parent. So are you guys now permanently in, in Virginia or you just went there for that six month period uh, or or have you guys fully moved? We're just down here for six months. We'll be back up the end of June, early July. Um, we're just waiting for, you know, the announcement for the World Cup qualifiers to come out or the next Fortnite tournament. Um, and hopefully there is another World Cup coming um, because I think being down in Virginia will definitely give him not just a boost in confidence being near the zero ping or being at zero ping for Fortnite, but also give him a little bit of a competitive advantage. So any uh, any advice for parents listening whose kids, you know, maybe I'm, I'm sure I would assume the stigma of, oh, all my kid wants to do is sit inside and play video games. For the most part, I would assume people have come around to, uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, to, to realizing that there's more to it. Uh, but I guess to some parents who maybe don't want their kids to be, you know, committing as much time to uh, to, to video games and, and the whole world of esports and, and streaming in general, any advice for them in terms of, you know, different approaches they could have to kind of looking at this in the industry? Um. You know, I get these questions all the time. Um, every time we have, you know, meeting greets that we go to, parents pull me aside, and they were, they're always asking me, "What? How do you do this? What can we do to support our kid?" And all I can say is just just be there to support them. Um, if they need to talk to you about something that's going on, you streaming. There's a lot that goes on mentally. Um, if there's anything they need to talk to you about, just be there to support them. Be there to to hear them out and talk to them. Um, yeah, there, there's there's so much. Like treat it like any other sport. Um, and don't try and force your kids to live your life. Encourage them to live their life and live out their dreams. Well said. Is there anything specific that you were the most proud of him for? I'm most proud of his drive and his desire to be the best. Um, and that's not so much with everything that he succeeds at, but how he overcomes failures. Um, there have been a lot of um, obstacles that he's had to overcome, a lot of stumbling blocks, and you know, he's he's fallen many times, and he could have just stayed down and and not gotten back up and moved on to something else. But he's always been able to pick himself back up and move on to the next thing and brush himself off and just keep fighting for what he wants. So that that definitely makes me a, a proud dad. That's great. And I guess keeping in uh, in theme with uh, the name of the uh, the podcast, the series No Days Off. Uh, what does the idea of no days off mean to you? The idea of no days off, uh, it means putting in the grind every day and every day going out there, giving it your best, giving it your all, um, and and not recognizing the word quit and to just keep pushing forward to be the best that you can be. Well, it seems like Griffin has definitely uh, taken on that uh, that mentality, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's I'm sure it's uh, it's an exciting ride for me, but for for you, it must be significantly more just to see where this ultimately ends up going. Uh, I think there's uh, you know the, the world of esports is only getting larger, and hopefully there's only more and more opportunities. So uh, it'll be uh, exciting to follow yeah. up with him, and I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
my thanks to Chris for taking the time to speak with me today. And I really hope that uh, people listening, if you're a big esports fan already, uh, you know, it was just more insight into maybe one of your uh, favorite streamers to follow. And if you're somebody who really doesn't know anything about uh, esports and, and Fortnite and uh, hopefully learn a little bit more and see what that world's about and, and kind of be a little bit more open-minded to it uh, also. So I really thank uh, Chris for shedding some light on that. Uh, and yes, thanks for listening. Uh, it's been another episode of No Days Off. Episodes drop every Thursday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are found. Please listen, uh, rate and review, share them with your friends, play them out loud in the car or on the subway, wherever you are. Uh, definitely follow Whistle across all social media for more info. This is No Days Off. <laughs>